This is the Good Neighbor Podcast, the place where local businesses and neighbors come together. I'm your host, Charlie McDermott. Welcome to episode number 587 of the Good Neighbor Podcast, and there's no better good neighbor than our friendly doc down the road here. We have Dr. Bruce Lipschutz with Millennium Physician Group. Dr. Lipschutz, how are you doing? Thank you for having me today. Well, thanks for being well. Good, good, good. Well, yeah, I was going to say I can recommend a doc if you're not feeling uh, up to snuff, but <laughs> all right. <laughs> Which, by the way, what happened? Like, what, do you self-diagnose as a doctor typically when you're not feeling good or do you go uh, see someone? There's, a, there's an expression that goes somewhat like uh, no bigger <laughs> fool that, than the doctor who treats himself. And, uh, <laughs> and, you know, you have an idea and there's little perks of the profession because you can talk to your friends and so forth. But the best thing is always... Go to your, go to your, to a physician who has some objective um, understanding mm. of yourself, and so you're not doing things yourself. You're right. Wow, wow, that's great. That's great. Well, what I love about you, and we just for our listeners, we've only just met, but uh, you know, Dr. Lipschitz, you seem like a fun-loving guy. You you have passion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I know we're going to have fun here, uh, but let's start with the, the medical aspect of the story here. Tell us about you know, your background, how you got into medicine and what it exactly is you do. Um, I grew up in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and my father was a, uh, an old time kind of doc from the 1950s till uh, the 80s until when he retired. He was a pediatrician and uh, allergist. And he was a, a baby boomer. Uh, he was a doctor to the baby boomers and the and the immunization era. And um, he was a very big advocate of get, talking to patients and getting getting the right history about people, mm. and really getting down to business. And I was mentored by that. I saw that from the time I was a little kid. Um, eventually, my brother, who is six years older than I am, um, became a doctor as well. He became an internist and, and a pulmonary lung doctor, um, and he mentored me as well. So I had two two people that I looked to, one a little on the older side and one more modern in terms of uh, my brother being in the 1980s to uh, 1970s to, to 90s or to the almost present because he recently retired. And um, by the time I was in ninth grade, I was interested in medicine in some facet. My, my father always said, well, Bruce, um, it's like a big uh, buffet. You take what you want in the medical field and you know, whatever, whatever suits you. So eventually I got to medical school and I always wanted to be a doctor since ninth grade, ninth or 10th grade, when you start to decide when you have to apply to colleges and so forth. And luckily enough, I was, uh, I went to school in Iowa, um, in one of the osteopathic DO schools in Iowa, which is, um, and then came east uh, to the Philadelphia Allentown area. And I, I was a uh, resident in a, a trauma, a trauma center, and then uh, eventually became chief resident in a large institution like that. And, uh, and then I said to my wife, um, how would you feel about moving to Florida and she grew up in Western <laughs> cold Western Pennsylvania. And I said, she said, before I could even say, uh, how would you like? She said, yes, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> and in 1989, um, 
we moved um, we moved to Fort Myers because I, I searched out different areas in Florida. Um, had my own practice for about six years, and then joined eventually Lee Lee Health uh, for many years, twenty years, and then found my way to uh, Millennium Physician Group, which is um, a wonderful, amazing group to both, of course, to patients and to all their employees. So I'm really very proud of Millennium. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, we've we've uh, interviewed at least one other uh, mm-hmm. Adam I mentioned earlier, and uh, great, great guy. And you know, it just seems like there's a wonderful culture there, which is yes. really important. And uh, you guys cover a, a large area, so uh, well. That was the uh, idea that this is what Millennium wants to do. They want to uh, find a larger and larger area, uh, which mm-hmm. is Florida. And uh, right now we're we're um, from Marco Island to Jacksonville. And we're expanding perhaps in other states. Wow. And uh, that's kind of in the making. And hopefully um, we get bigger and bigger, multi-specialty group. And we're in Naples, and especially Naples and Fort Myers, Collier County. And yeah. So uh, many, many offices and many physicians. Very convenient. Yes. Love it. Yeah, yeah. How about when it comes to mis- misconceptions in your world? What do you hear that you can speak to? Well, you know, um, I... I got a few of the questions before this interview and I, I did a lot of soul searching and thinking about that. And the misconceptions is probably what's kind of going on right now. And it's all about the misinformation. We have mm. so much information out there and no one knows who to believe. And this is a very, very serious problem because everyone in the entire public, everybody has an opinion about, what's right, what's wrong, who to trust, who not to trust. It's a, it's a very difficult problem. And, um, and you really shouldn't, you know, with, with the era of scams and, and phone calls, you know, the scam calls and so forth, you just, everybody is distrustful. And when it comes to the medical field at one time, like my father practiced in the fifties and sixties and seventies, uh, people always trusted the doctor, but now, now they're trusting uh, Dr. Google and they're trusting yeah. other other areas. And when, um, when you have good sense medical care, it's not trusted. And this is a, this is probably one of the biggest, if not the biggest obstacle I have to deal with. And most of my colleagues as well. And there's just too much information. And it's, I feel it's my job to kind of sort out that information, what's real, what's not, what's, and we try to make that helpful for the patient, but some patients just don't want it. Yeah. I, I can't even imagine what you and your colleagues must be going through. I mean, you're right. It's, it's a, you know, the wonderful thing about this day and age is there's a lot of information out there, but that's also the curse because it's, it's one, it's overwhelming. Uh, and two, I, I think it's easy to be lazy and just go, go, Hey, I believe in this and block out everything else. Uh, uh, so. There's one thing, there's only one thing you cannot get from the internet. You can get every imaginable <laughs> Uh, item from the internet, anything you want, but there's one thing you can't that I've thought about is judgment. There's no judgment on the internet. You can get someone else's judgment. <laughs> you, can get, you can get anything. You can get religious judgment. You can get anything, but you can't get real judgment that comes with experience. And I like mm-hmm. to think that anybody that that is sincere in their um, profession, um, that I can give the judgment that that works, doesn't work, um, is scam, is not scam, on and on. So, yeah. um, 
that's what I would hope that people would see in their own physicians and uh, providers. Yeah. So a question off script here, because again, I love your energy and your passion. Uh, you've been doing this for a while. What what keeps you in the game? You know, why, why do you wake up every day with, you know, so much great energy and, and willing to help folks after decades of, of doing it? I've been asking myself that since um, 1984. Now, actually, 1980, when I went into med school, um, why do I do this? I think really for one reason, um, changing lives. Mm. So not, I didn't, everybody says, well, I want to be a doctor because I want to help people. I want to do, there's lots of people that say these things, but when I can change a life, um, what I do now may have its repercussions within a day, a week, a year, 10 years. As an example, just a simple thing like getting someone off cigarettes um, when they're 45 years old may have Mm. tremendous implications when they're 75. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what happens, what would have happened at 75, if they continue to smoke, everybody kind of knows that. So, um, and the biggest reward I have is when people say, wow, doctor, you changed my life. You saved my life. You did this, you did that. And, you know, I'm humble about it. It's, it's, it's a privilege to, to practice like that. But it's it's just remarkable. And that's why I've always wanted to do since ninth grade. I wanted to make a, a, a real difference in someone's personal life. Only only clergy, teachers, maybe lawyers <laughs> um, can do that. Um, I guess if a lawyer gets gets somebody off a murder charge, that's yeah, yeah. changing their life. But but it's an in intimate fashion that we can change the future. And, and that's why I do what I do. Sometimes it doesn't work out or someone doesn't want to listen to you or somebody yeah. is just not right. But. Yep. Yep. Yeah. How about outside of office hours? What are you doing for fun? Well, that's um, similar to medicine. Um, I love to play golf. It was one of the reasons I came to Florida so I can play golf in the winter as, ex- as but as expensive as it is, but um, it really is the same kind of science and analytical issues that I, that I like to practice. And, you know, what you do now in golf could have, have a implications of what happens to you in the future on the golf course. So I'm really like a student of the game and I, I love to practice and tell my buddies and we try to do all kinds of things. I take lots of lessons and, 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 uh, and so forth, but it's, it's been, it's been wonderful. It's my release. It's out in the trees. It's, in the, in the grass and as allergy as I can have, but and on the grass and, and, and just the camaraderie with other people that you love to play with. So. Yeah. All right. One course you could play on anywhere in the world. What would it be? 100% of the people would say Augusta. Augusta National and in, in yeah. the Masters. And um, I've been there fortunately blessed nine times. Wow. Watch, uh, weekend, weekend at the Masters. Uh, I've had lots of amazing experiences, and that could be a whole nother interview. But <laughs> it was a friend of a friend, and I'm very blessed to have gone there. It's it's everything that you could ever imagine that wow. uh, it, it is, and more. So, in the history, and on and on. So that's that's all. Got. Uh, Good for you. Good for you. I, I keep joking with uh, Dr. Lipschitz that his lunch bell. 
Is, and and no, yet, it, you haven't revealed yet what that is, but no, I haven't seen one talk yet. That's a, a text messages either from patients or my office <laughs> or or wherever. So apologize for the no, nah, no worries. No, we know we know you're busy. All right, so I've got to ask. Uh, our listeners can't see behind you, but I'm looking at over your let's see, your left shoulder, a Bruce Almighty poster. What's what's that all about? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just like because it says Bruce, and yeah. uh, I have a. Um, I'll, I'll show Charlie here. My room is just full of memorabilia. There's my mother, oh. picture of my mother, and wow. and 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 all these hats, 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 and more now, hats. Now, where is the uh, Philadelphia Eagles hat? Uh, no, no Philadelphia Eagles hat, but I have a Phillies hat. Uh, all right, all right. The, Eagles, the Eagles have to earn their right up there. Yeah. And then the Bruce Almighty poster, a, a good friend of mine, um, uh, just gave that to me. Uh, long ago for a birthday present, and I, he figured, well, you know, it would go go well in my uh, room of memorabilia. So uh, uh, that's great. awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Love it. Love it. So, how about looking back, time that you were challenged and got through it, and you can now say, because of that, I'm better for it. I'm stronger. What comes to mind? Um. Well, I. Uh, it was probably two things. The um, and nobody likes to hear how hard uh, doctors work to get to where they are. You know, it, for me, it was it was long, hard work. A, an organic chemistry teacher told me when I was in college, uh, Bruce, uh, medicine makes you lose your twenties, and he was actually he was actually right. Uh, I lost That's my twenties by all the studying and. And everybody right. expects, well, they're doctor, of course, they're that, that's what they want to do. So they're going to study. And but you do lose you lose at times family gatherings, you lose income because, you know, I'm not making income until I'm about at least 30 or 35. Um, mm. You lose um, the time, the, the the sleep deprivation. I've been tired since 1984 or 1982 <laughs> from studying. I would have 12 to 15 hour study times. Um you know, uh, you talk about golfers, they, you, you see them on the PGA and, and you don't realize what the time they put in just to get to there. And they're lucky enough to get to there. And it's a, similar in medicine, we're lucky enough to do what we do. But the other, the other thing came to me about uh, several years ago, um, I had thyroid cancer. I'm showing Charlie my scar right. in the front of my neck. Right. And I, I was shaving. I was shaving while I was on vacation and uh, we were with another couple and, a, and, and I said, uh, to my friend, um, do you see this lump? Is I imagining that it was a lump in my neck? And hmm. and one and when I got home um, after panicking, um, <laughs> I was um, I had some biopsies and eventually had uh, diagnosed with thyroid cancer. So with some surgery, two surgeries actually, um, each half of the thyroid and um, a little bit hmm. of radiation, um, knock on wood, cured. But it made me have some uh, understanding what um, what patients certainly are going through personally, and whether it's whatever fearful thing it is, and um, and so I I think that helps any doctor who's had some significant medical yeah. issues, and um, you don't want to be a patient. It's hard. <laughs> it's really hard. So, so that, but no, that's a good point. You know, you really can't appreciate until you go through it yourself and not that that's anything anybody wants to go through, but thank you for sharing that. How about one thing you wish our listeners 
knew about you, what would that be? Oh, huh. Um, I think it's um, um, my my uh, profession has gotten uh, very quick, very quick, and like uh, let's get to the diagnosis so I can move on to the next patient. And uh, one of my uh, worst things to do is my staff uh, will tell you at the office is I get behind. And the reason I get behind is many doctors do get behind is they need to take more time with patients. Mm -hmm. And I could probably have two, see two patients a day. I'd still get behind <laughs> um, <laughs> only because I'm either uh, talking too much about their problem or listening too much. I, I, I know that sounds kind of corny, but listening too much or asking them about themselves or getting to yeah. know them. So where they fit in my uh, 30, 35 years of experience where they fit in, in, in terms of what we're going to do for them. And sometimes people are anxious and they really need time and energy and, and, and probably counseling psychiatric or psycho psychology or yeah. because of their difficult lives they may have had and things take time. People are, are crying or people are upset or they're sad or their finances or whatever it may be. And besides the fact that they have hypertension and diabetes and they're 75 pounds overweight and, and besides those medical issues, there's some real psychological things that they rely on me. So what I really want to concentrate, just like dear old dad did in, in a different era, a completely different era, mm -hmm. is, is stay that way. Because my breed of doctors, unfortunately, as we get uh, younger and younger doctors are kind of changing. And, and I, I, people, I, people know that, but um, it makes me sad. So mm -hmm. when I see mm -hmm. that. Well, we uh, hope you stay with us in the medical practice side of the equation for and, years and years and years, because, uh, yeah, we certainly need more of you uh, in the field. So I know we have listeners who want to get in touch, want to learn more. What's the best way for them to do so? Uh, very simple. They can call my office, 239-236-7780. And um, I won't give my cell number out now, but anyone that does see me for free, I, I give my cell number to everyone. So there's no excuse not to be able to get in contact with me. And if there's any problems for patients, I, anyone can call me at any time, 24 hours a day. It's not concierge service. It's in my, my estimate, better service because uh, I do it free. So yeah. make that, make that phone ding. Like we've been hearing uh, yes. through the interview. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, Dr. Lipschutz, we really appreciate again, you being a part of the show and wish you the absolute best going forward there. Okay. Well, thank you so much for having me. I, I was asked and I, it's a real compliment. So I appreciate it, Charlie and, uh, and, and, and Barbara. So. Thank you for listening to the Good Neighbor Podcast. To nominate your favorite local business to be featured on the show, go to goodneighborpodcast.com. That's goodneighborpodcast.com. Or call us at 239-224-4105.